0: You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode number
1: thirty-eight. Rush out on an train, doors open, and she walks in. She's soaking, caught in the
0: rain This is the Give Me Five podcast, where each week we discuss the things that entertained us. That could be movies, books, games, which we should do more of. Magazines, streaming, or all valley karate championships. I'm Jimmy. You have time to play games? No, I don't. That's why. We have have gaming with Rob section soon. Yeah, baby. I really want to play more games, but I it's time. Anyway, I'm Jimmy. Play magic. And together with my co-host Greg. Yes, Sensei. And Rob.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> we are the give me five
2: podcast i think rob just fell out of his chair i'm not even <laughs> sure if he was trying to <laughs>
3: that <laughs> may have happened
2: why are you guys laughing that wasn't a greeting i'm in severe pain
0: here so as you guys might be able to guess we are discussing karate this week
2: we will be oh, yeah. talking about cobra kai it's been a karate filled week for me more more so than even in the 80s when i saw karate kid and i'm gonna probably touch on that a little bit as well Did you get your, your butt kicked or something no, 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 just, you know, some some good memories about seeing that movie, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. And if we have time, we
0: will discuss the movie Overboard and the movie—what is it, Rob?
3: <laughs> Life of the I, Party.
0: I keep wanting to say I feel pretty.
3: Well, we know That's, you do, but—
2: Thank you. The movie that Rob did not put on the script. There you go. Life,
3: Life of, the of the Party. party. Oh,
2: so, hey, we found the one person that saw it.
3: We did. Yeah. Who was it? Yeah, You. Oh, oh. (laughs) So, this is a review show, and there will probably be spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists, but let's face it. If you haven't seen the original original Karate Kid from, like, 1980 (laughs) or whatever, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So, just be prepared for that. So, if you didn't know that I made a Mr. Miyagi reference in one of our earlier episodes, or that Greg sleeps in karate pajamas at night every single night... Then you might want to pause and come back later. Kumite.
2: <laughs> That's one of my favorite movies of all time. That's Bloodsport. It is. It is. So if you want to contact us to, you know, have us explain what the hell's going on here, uh, you can check us out on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. You can look at Give Me Five Pod on Twitter or Instagram. You can email us at givemefivepodcast at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to help us out for free at no cost to yourselves. The best thing you can do is to relieve, to relieve, <laughs> to, to relieve yourselves.
0: Relieve <laughs> on 75 yourself. podcast bath mat. On yeah. our bath mat.
2: No, night. that actually costs some money. Uh, to uh, relieve yourselves on us on iTunes, apparently. To leave us a review on iTunes or on whatever podcast app you are using. Uh, we did get into Spotify under the wire because I believe they put a hold yep. on Spotify, thing, spot, new Spotify um, listeners. So that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, also, as Jimmy did hint at, we have a store uh, thats me is com, and it's got t-shirts, it's got mugs, it's got travel mugs, it's got bath mats, shower curtains, tote bags, cell phone cases, all the cool Give Me 5 podcast logo stuff you could possibly want. We got to work on Karate Geeth. That'd be awesome.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. I want one.
2: I wonder if that'll come back in, just people randomly wearing karate geese.
3: <laughs> just, just wandering around town in karate geese.
2: Was that ever a thing?
3: It, uh, we can it, ma- it may have been in the 80s. Yeah. All right.
2: So what's new with you guys? Well, the thing I've noticed is all the TV cancellations and renewals, and it's been kind of a weird one this year.
3: Oh, with, I saw that. Ugh.
2: With a lot of TV shows, well, not a lot, but some of the TV shows got canceled prematurely we th- i think some of the tv shows got canceled and then picked up by other stations um so just a few uh, first of all last man standing is back after being canceled for i believe 2 years or possibly 1 year
1: hmm.
2: uh that was the tim allen show that was canceled by abc for financial reasons although tim allen came out and said it was for political reasons um which caused a big hubbub um and then that got picked up by fox which again people are like oh it must be a political reason but again it's financial um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine was dropped by Fox and it was picked up by NBC. Uh, NBC has canceled Rise. I won't go through all these, I don't think, but, um, Kevin Can Wait, which is, uh, <laughs> I see that someone wrote on the notes what the F is this. Uh, that is, uh, what's, uh, the comedian Kevin James, uh, Kevin James's sitcom, but he made a sitcom with one woman and then killed her off after the first relatively popular season and brought back his wife from his previous show. Leia Remini. Leia Remini. And it just, like, it basically caused the downfall of the show because it was very random. And, you know, why wouldn't people just watch the other show if they wanted to see basically the same concept? Um, (laughs) Oh, it is not Scorpion, Kevin can wait. It is Scorpion, comma, Kevin can wait. Uh, ABC canceled uh, The Middle, Once Upon a Time. A scandal, Quantico, and Designated Survivor, some of which are, were planned cancellations. Yeah.
3: We, we stopped watching Once Upon a Time several seasons ago. Same. Same. I've,
2: I've heard of two of these shows. Uh, they also got canceled Alex Inc., which was the podcasting show, which I was just recently starting to watch while editing podcasts. And I, there was, I, I understood some of his stu- stuff going on with him, except for the fact that he had a giant studio and was like, you know, making millions of dollars doing co- podcasts. Um, Fox, New Girl, X Files, Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I already talked about, Last Man on Earth, uh, Lucifer, which mm. I heard ended on a huge cliffhanger. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the the cliffhanger was, but um, I know it was enough for for my father in law actually to even write a, an angry letter.
3: <laughs> nice. Yes, we um, were we were greatly irritated with that as well because we were we watched Lucifer so we were we were very disappointed that it was canceled and left off where it left off. I think they didn't I think what happened was they didn't know it was going to be canceled when they finished filming. So it's like, oh, what? You guys suck, man." That seems like there's I've heard I've I knew
2: very little about the show. I knew I believe it's based on a DC Vertigo comic, but I think like it seems like I've heard from more people complaining about that that I really think they might end up doing a TV movie or something to get to finish it up at least. Mhm. Um the one I'm upset about is The Expanse which is in the middle of season 3 right now and at the end of season 3 that will be the last season. Uh sci-fi tends to do this. They they'll start off a show with a really big budget and then be like, "Oh, well we can't afford that budget." Um it's not it's a great show. It's as a lot of people say it's Game of Thrones in space. It's not quite like that. But Are
3: are they the ones who canceled Firefly? What channel was Firefly on? Or Fox. Was,
2: oh, that was Fox, Fox canceled Firefly. Yeah. But sci-fi did um I think it was Dark Matter, which everyone loved, and then it just got canceled. And uh, so The Expanse definitely pick it up. It's based on a giant series of novels, which I believe are already finished, and it they're they're really good. The characters are really good, and the the three seasons are great. And I'm hoping that that gets picked up by Netflix. There's a there's a bunch of uh, like little you know not kickstarters, but like little videos that are going around, trailer videos, you know, begging Netflix or someone to pick it up. So that's The Expanse. And the good news for Rob is Orville season two did announce when it's coming back. Sweet. December 30th of 2018, which is a kind of a weird date to come back, but you know, in that dead period between Christmas and and New Year's. So I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So That's, that's, that's what I got.
3: Yeah. That was, that was kind of the big, the big news, um, this past week. Um, there was, there was, uh, a lot of the shows that we watch were, um, were renewed but lucifer was the one that we were kind of upset about oh jen was also upset about them canceling the crossing because that was one that she was just starting that she was just it I, I think it was just season one and she was getting into it and it's already been canceled
0: did they cancel friends yet
2: uh we found the guy that doesn't have
3: cable yes i haven't had cable in like seven eight years i just got cable back not too long ago because i was because i was paying for it and didn't have it <laughs> oh yeah I was so mad when I found that out. So, uh, who wrote the thing
2: about Night Flyers? I did. Um, so
0: in, in the midst of all these cancellations, uh, some good news, I think, hopefully, though it's on sci-fi, so I'm a little hesitant. Uh, Night Flyers, it's based on a George R.R. R. Martin novella from the eighties. So it's, it's something that he actually did finish.
3: Oh my God. Um, thank God. <laughs> I was going to say, is it done yet? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it is coming to sci fi and hopefully sci fi gets something right and, you know, has a long standing series. We'll see what happens. Hold your breath. I think the last time I had cable, like, uh, they, they released, uh, Chupacabra 2, like Terror on the High Seas or something.
2: <laughs> so that's yeah. the quality I'm, I'm used to for sci fi. I might have to look that one up.
3: Chupacabra
2: 2. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, let's move on.
0: So, I think it's time for Snap Decisions.
3: Snap Decisions is back, baby!
0: Yeah. In this section, we bring up bits of news and ask the other's opinion. We keep them secret, close to the vest, so that we get a genuine
2: reaction. No reaction, or opinion, is valid as well. Nice, and I am setting the clock right now. Okay, clock is ready. All right. And I've, I've got a couple.
3: <clears throat> I have one as well.
2: Okay. So this, there's, there's, this is a two in one question. You can answer either or both. You know, one a minute each if you decide to do both. But since I was just talking about shows that were canceled, uh, have you ever been happy that a show that you love watching is getting canceled or feel like it felt like a little bit of a relief? Or is there a show that you watch that you feel is completely overstated? It's welcome. And we're like, please just cancel, so I can stop watching it. So, um, yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. I have no opinion on this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you are not a completist, is what I'm gathering, dude. I don't have cable. Yeah, but you you had it in the past.
0: Yeah, like I, don't, you, I, I was. I'm actually. All the surprised. shows I watched back then are not on TV anymore. Like, I'm surprised you didn't drop
2: a, a Walking Dead in there.
0: I wish Earth Two was still going. Okay, that was amazing. And Sequest DSV. <laughs> but no, of course not. All I did was watch reruns of Cops when I had cable. Wow.
2: Uh, what about you, Rob? Um,
3: I, I will say that there is one that I think has overstated. its welcome that I do watch, but I've watched it far less religiously now than what I used to. And that would be Supernatural. Supernatural actually was renewed for another season. I think it's their 14th. Oh, jeez. Supernatural has run twice as long as Star Trek The Next Generation, which ran for seven years. That's crazy. Um, Supernatural could have ended at a very good spot at the end of season three. Now they've kind of painted themselves into a corner. There's really no way that they can end it without, you know, leaving something hanging. So, I mean, yes, there are shows that I have watched and that I do watch on occasion that have kind of overstayed their welcome. Yes yeah
0: the walking dead is totally overstated it's welcome somebody needs to take that thing out the pasture
2: okay so so what do you guys got you want to go first jimmy
0: um in the better interest of time i think i'll skip mine and let you go ahead since greg has another
3: one okay um recently i think it was this week um a actress on one of the shows that i really enjoy has called it quits. She just had her last episode, and that would be uh, Pauly Perrette, who plays Abby on the hit TV drama NCIS. My question for you is: Is when lead characters or characters that you get really invested in leave the show, is that a show that you continue to watch, or do you kind of see that show on its way out? Because at this point, we've now lost essentially we've lost Ducky, we've lost Tony. We've lost Abby. And in my opinion, those are three of the four main um, anchors to the show. Because the only other one left is Gibbs. I, I can take this one. Go for it.
2: Just because I don't want to hear, um, you know, Jimmy talking about, I don't know, Night Court or something. <laughs> the, last, the, last, uh, you. <laughs> the last TV show he's actually watched. Okay. Oops. So I usually will give a show a couple episodes of chance the next season. Cause usually these characters leave at the end of season. So for example, like the previous final episodes of X-Files when the character, the main characters left and we had new characters, I gave it a few episodes. And when I felt like it was missing what I was watching it for, then I moved on. But I know there have been other shows where even if it was the, the reason I was watching the show for, and I can't think of any offhand, but you know, if I was watching a show for a specific character and that character went away or died or something like that, that didn't immediately cut it off. I always gave it at least a couple more episodes chance to see, you know, if it had a new feel for it. So, mm-hmm. or if it was, you know, I guess the other reference would be like when you were a kid and you wanted to watch Garfield and it was the one with the other cats that weren't Garfield Heathcliff. No, it was like Garfield had the one with like all the farm animals that would sometimes run and you'd turn it on expecting Garfield. You get the, the other type of episodes Eh, it would be right off. So yeah, that's my other well, my other feeling.
3: One of the other ones I can think of is when Grissom left CSI. <laughs> I yeah, stopped, I,
1: have,
3: I stopped I watching after Grissom crime, left CSI. Yeah, I never watched crime procedurals at all.
2: Like it's never been my thing. So
0: so I do have a response to that. And go for it. That would be Steve Carell from The Office. Uh-huh. I think while the the rest of the cast was was strong, I. I kind of stopped watching it as it went live and then came back to it and and tried to finish. But right after Steve Carell left, they had Will Ferrell in for a couple of episodes. And and that
2: was pretty funny. Then they had somebody else's, you know, the branch uh, manager. Robert California, who was uh, – what's his face from the 80s that's now on the blacklist? Um, Not Spacey, but I know who you're talking about. And that just never worked for me. Steve Carell was really hard to, to beat. Especially in that role,
3: so like James Spader, James that,
2: Spader, James Spader.
0: Yeah, is, is that a but
3: yes or a no?
0: Depends on how significant significant the character is. It sounds like CSI. How many original people are left in it now?
3: Um, in in NC in NCIS, there's NCIS. Gibbs right. and and I guess you could still count McGee because I think McGee was there from the opening season, from season one. He was a probie in season one. But other than that, it's it's just the two of them. I mean, and when Tony and Ziva left, they replaced Tony and Ziva with like three people. So hmm. it was no four people because they they included uh, Clayton Clayton Riggs Rick, or Ricks. No, Clayton, um, the British uh, MI MI six agent. So
0: people are still watching it. Yeah, I, I say it depends. The Office that had to go. Yeah, if Homer Simpson left The Simpsons, I don't think it could go on
2: anymore. <laughs> Okay. Here's my other one. And uh, since we're talking a lot about streaming shows, and we've done this a lot, especially tonight and with with other things, one of the things I find myself thinking about as I'm watching various streaming shows like Glow, Cobra Kai, Stranger Things, those kind of shows, um, would they work on network TV? So uh,
0: I'll I'll go ahead with that one. Um, You know, it looks like we're only going to get one season out of Glow. And I think that season worked. No, it's, Cobra it's, it's, it's coming back. Is it?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> um, Cobra Kai, you know, I think that was really dependent on how well it did. I think having everything released at one time so you can just kind of binge on it is a blessing and a curse. But it, at the same time, there's the convenience of being able to watch it streaming versus on on network TV. So, you know, I think... A healthy balance is good, mm-hmm. but you you know you do have to pay additional for things like Hulu for Netflix and, and YouTube Red now has has thrown its hat into the mix, so it gets a little pricey.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Glow, by the way, is uh, season two starts June twenty
0: ninth. When did when was the last episode of season one?
2: Well, it ran all we did it all at the same time. It it, it started the same
3: time we oh. started, so last July. So it's pretty much on a year. <laughs> And I'll, I'll take that as well because, yes. yes, I think many of them would work on cable television. And I think as it stands now, having, having a whole bunch of different providers providing these shows will actually hurt the shows because they won't get the exposure that they want with a lot of these other ones, especially when you have to do a subscription for this and a subscription for that and a subscription for that and a subscription for that. People aren't going to pay for that. If they can just pay for cable and get it all under one umbrella, they'll do that. But people are cutting the cord from cable because they can get stuff from other places. But they're doing that because it's cheaper. And when you start adding in all these different services where you have to have like a monthly fee for, you know, people people turn it off.
2: I'm so glad you stopped talking, Rob, because I found myself agreeing with you again, and we know no one likes that.
3: (laughs) That's why this segment is called Agreeing with Rob.
2: And and I've got a little bit of one, too. Yeah, I I always get a different feeling from watching the the streaming shows, partially because you can, like, binge them and, like, fully, like, engulf yourself in them. And I think that some of them, like, for Glow and uh, Cobra Kai specifically, like, you got to live in that world over a two-, three-, four-night period, and, like, straight through, and it was great. I think shows like Stranger Things would flourish regardless of where they are. But it seems like the... Slightly less serious shows with a slight seriousness at times tends to work to, for me, at least on the streaming, like with the, the straight up just dump everything at once. Um, and those are those are the shows I think are what these streaming services are made for because you can go back and watch them a bunch of times. They always almost seem to me like those the movies that you see at the first time, you're like, that's kind of funny, but then you find yourself quoting it again and again and again because you can go back and watch the like I can go back and watch and Cobra Cry anytime now. <laughs> And that does it for Snap Decisions, and I think it's time to talk about Cobra Kai. So, as we've
0: discussed, Cobra Kai premiered on May 2nd, 2018 on, what I wrote down, something called YouTube Red. So, YouTube Red is a subscription service from YouTube that's been around for some time. They have exclusive content, and this is,
2: I think, their, their big one, would you say? This is the first time a YouTube Red TV show has ever beaten anything on netflix yeah. or hulu for that week so i called
0: this show show awful and I, I may have said that acting was aggressively bad but it got a whole lot better after the first two you know free episodes uh it stars fred savage as daniel larusso and that's, w- that's William incorrect. Zabka. huh that's incorrect no it's william Zabka's in it yeah he's johnny lawrence yeah um, no, it was credited by josh Hild. John Hurwitz and Hayden Schlossberg.
3: It, it is still Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso, not Fred Savage.
2: No. <laughs> uh, Jimmy took a, a crane kick to the head.
0: Uh, no, I, know. It, I, I was waiting for you guys to call me out on that. Uh, Ralph Macchio uh, reprises his role as Daniel LaRusso. But for some reason I kept picturing Fred Savage when I was writing that down and I was like, no, this isn't right. Uh <laughs> The show takes place 34 whole years after the events of Karate Kid. Got old. Yeah. Mm.
3: And and I, I got to say, it it starts out, and from the first episode, they did a really, really good job of making you feel sorry for Johnny.
2: Mm. With, with in limits, and I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about this.
3: I mean, yeah. the, that first episode, you're like, oh, my God, come on, Really? Jesus, how how much terrible things can happen to this guy in this one episode?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of stuff like that that happens, but he, he also is very much as a person that can't get out of his way. So in a way, like human nature is like, man, I really hope this guy finally gets a shot, but then he'll like yeah, say something stupid or do something stupid, and you're like, oh, never yeah. mind.
0: He'll call the Spanish kid across the hall Menudo, yeah, or say something like, "Oh, great, more immigrants." You're like you know, uh, and you're just like no I can't Mm-mm. I can't get behind him and I couldn't get behind him the rest of the show so you know there from the the previews from a lot of trailers a lot of people are saying oh man Daniel Larusso's is the bully now you know but if if you watch the rest of the series that's
2: not exactly true That's correct it's they do a lot of interesting things and I know we're going to end up talking about it very specifically with uh, where the different styles, the either the defense kind of peace loving karate style of Pat Morita or Mr. Miyagi versus the Cobra Kai style. And like, what situation is one better for? Like, if you are the little picked on bully, maybe it's good that you have the Cobra Kai style. If you, I don't know, it just, there's, there's a little bit with the overall situations behind what's going on that gave me pause. And I also need to go back and watch Karate Kid and, you know, try to remember because someone wrote an article once about karate kid that said that Daniel LaRusso is actually the bully in that. I believe somebody also cut together a trailer for that because Daniel LaRusso swings first and they kind of, I'm pretty sure that they were aware of this when they wrote this show, because they do mention it a little bit, you know, with, uh, Lawrence or, uh, Johnny is mm-hmm. talking about like, I was dating this girl for two years and then this guy all of a sudden was hitting mm-hmm. on her and I went over because I had one argument with her and he, you know, tried to punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah. And then, he, and then he dumped water on me and that's, well, and that's kind of what the, that other thing was talking about. Yeah. Um, I can see
0: that. But he was also in that explanation and, and you know this, he was giving his version of the story to his student. So his. oh student- yeah, Totally didn't you know think oh man he was such a dirtbag in high school uh Mm -hmm. which he was yeah yes and i I don't believe the original karate kid was written with the intention of daniel
2: being the bully no no, i think that theory is a little skewed but i get it but it's it's interesting like i think the person that did it also like that i think that made that edit like changed the music up a little bit and all of a sudden it was completely different music or a different movie you know with different with different, like background music and stuff like that, or just slightly different cuts, which is also shows the power of editing that we all cheered for Daniel LaRusso for 34 years. And there's one person wrote an article, like, well, if you really look at the order of things, Johnny was kind of minding his own business, but um, we will, I'll post that article on the Facebook page if I get a chance and we can move on to the actual show from now Cobra Kai.
3: So, like I said, the, the first episode, um... Really starts out with, uh, focusing on Johnny and Johnny, like you said, just can't get out of his own way. I mean, he's, he's living in a, in a crap hole apartment. Um, he, he's mad at everybody, but he's especially mad at Daniel LaRusso. And when he sees, when he sees how well he's done and he's got these car dealerships and he's got these signs up all over the, the city that they live in, um, he, just just terrible things keep happening to him, and some of it's his own fault. Some of it is just really, really bad luck.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I don't feel – maybe I don't feel as sorry for him um, as you guys do, uh, setting it up in those first couple of episodes. You know, he he wakes up. I think the first time we see him, he wakes up, he turns his alarm clock off, and he, he takes a sip of beer, and he spits it out. And then finishes it. And <laughs> yep. then finishes it. And then you know goes and and cooks up some some fried bologna, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually pretty good. Um But he, he the the moment I started to feel like, oh man, this guy's you know really having a, a he just says something or or he <laughs> say it for a third time gets in his own way. He's he's really bitter about where he's at. Oh man, thirty four years. Talk about holding a grudge. Yeah. Every time he sees you know, we'll kick the competition. He's just, he's so mad that Mm -hmm. Daniel LaRusso is doing so much better than he is. And, you know, I don't, I don't think, um, I mean, I I think Johnny could have done things a lot differently for himself.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But like that, that, uh, that, uh, customer service issue that he ran into, uh, Greg, I know working customer service, especially a blockbuster, like you and I did, you've run into those customers that, that, um, there was just a misunderstanding and they were complaining and you were like, "Well, no, but look, this is what you told me," and blah 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 blah. Mm. And and you say something and they're just looking to be offended and they're like, "Oh, did did you just call me a liar?" And I'm like, "No, that's that's not what I said." But mm-hmm. no. The yeah,
2: customer and, isn't always right despite what people say. If yes. customers always right, everything would be free.
0: No, I've worked in retail. Uh I've I've seen that before as well.
3: Yeah, and and like that incident with the uh, lady when he was hanging the TV and she she tells him hang it on the wall opposite the door. Well, it looks like he hangs it on the wall opposite the front door, which is honestly where I would have hung it. But um cuz she came out of the back of the house with her with her liquor or whatever and she she gave him a hard time about it. And it's like, "Well, you know, you you probably should have been a little bit more specific about where you wanted it hung if if there was <laughs> if there was multiple options to hang a TV on." Mhm. Because I'd have hung it on the wall opposite the front door, also, if that was what you told me.
2: Yeah, so he's he's down on his luck, is, is what we're getting at. And it, in some ways, it's like those stories you hear about the people that are like, you know still hanging on to their uh, their state championship uh, football game and trying to you know become successful in this small town. But he's hanging on to his loss in a in a bigger town. But you know if he can afford an apartment in California uh, by hanging televisions, then his life isn't that bad. I mean, that's he's, like five thousand dollars a month. <laughs> he's he's totally Al for Married with Children. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, so anyway, he uh, has all this this bad time, and he he kind of reverts back to his his Cobra Kai karate training when he defends a a kid from some bullies. Yeah, he beats the hell out of some teenagers. Yeah, and I actually thought first of all the 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 one uh, Asian teenager whose name I don't know. Was going to be a play a much bigger part in the show, but he kind of sort of disappeared after like episode four or five. But um, it leads down this path of a lot of coincidences, like a whole lot of coincidences yeah. where everything ties in together, but never quite on screen at the same time. And that's that's the first thing where I had to put aside my. Um, I, I loved it, but that was the first thing where I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of coincidences to make this plot work." And then I had to kind of put that aside and be like, yeah, but I'm having a whole bunch of fun. And oh, look, they're now listening to a rat song.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, um, so like some of the coincidences, like there's a, the, the accident was a big one because Johnny is in a parking lot in his car alone and someone runs at night at like what two, three in the morning or something. And someone yeah. runs yeah. into him. Yeah, hey, is that the like all valley arena and someone crashes hammered. into his car and. They tow and they tow the car to Larusso Auto to get fixed, and it turns out that the person that ran into the car, or one of the people in the car that ran into his car, was Daniel Larusso's daughter. So,
1: yeah, we've all
2: been—I think we've all been to California. There's a lot of people there. That's pretty coincidence,
3: (laughs) right? But, but I mean, in my opinion, that that was that was also inconsequential because they didn't really make a big deal out of the fact that that she was the one who hit his car. I mean, that didn't even that didn't even come back until like episode 8 or something. I mean, it was yeah, it was like, more that it, I mean, it could have been anybody in the car. I mean, yeah. the and the, coinc, the to me the coincidence in that instance was that they towed his car to LaRusso's auto shop. But yeah. even that even that is workable if that's the closest place to tow the car. I mean, that's not I, well, I mean, it that, that would be one of the two off.
2: major dealerships, but right. what but, that means to me is they didn't need to have that other coincidence there.
3: Right. They didn't. But but also to their credit, they also didn't really exploit that all that much. And I, and in fact, I think they went back and addressed it just so it wasn't like, well, why was she even there to begin with? Mm-hmm. So so I think they actually ended up putting that scene in later on to say, OK, well, you know, we got to do something with it. She was there. You know, it's it's yeah. it, it's got to be here.
2: And of course, the other the other tie in there is that she at the at that time is dating the guy that he beat up at the quickie mart place. Yes. So there's yet another coincidence. <laughs>
3: I'll give you that. I'll give you that one.
2: I'll give you that one. Yes. yes that's Kyler. Kyler. Yes. Which, uh, admittedly, I believe you're legally allowed to beat up anyone named Kyler at a Quickie Mart.
3: <laughs> it's,
2: uh, no offense to anyone listening named Kyler. Uh, yes. If you're listening and you're named Kyler, um, I promise not to beat you up at any Quickie Marts or something. Okay. Um, and even of course, uh, Johnny's son eventually, you know, Showing up in the the episodes, and uh, you know, ending up working for Daniel Larusso. Just, there's a lot of tie-ins.
3: Well, but that, but in all honesty, did that, did that wasn't. Yeah, that yeah. wasn't a coincidence. He did that on purpose to piss his dad off. So I I don't I okay. don't consider that to be a coincidence. He he did that intentionally. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway,
2: um, can continue on. Basically, uh, what we got, uh, Johnny Lawrence. He opens up the Cobra Kai studio again. He does.
0: Yeah, he ends up opening the Cobra Kai studio after um Daniel LaRusso kind of emasculates him at the the car dealership and you know, Johnny needs to make money and he knows karate, so back comes Cobra Kai.
3: And and that actually, coincidentally, is the scene that they run in the trailers that makes you feel like LaRusso is the bully. Yeah. Because, because honestly, that was the only scene where I really got that that uh, bully mentality from Larusso.
2: Well, actually, I kicked him in the face. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. Hey,
0: well, it, technically, I did kick his ass, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of a drunk thing to say.
3: Yeah, that was that was the only scene where I really got the the kind of whole bully thing from Larusso. Um, it the the whole the whole show, you know, they they take you to the edge. And then they and then they push you back from it. They take you to the edge, and then they push you back from it. Just when you think that they're gonna they're gonna see eye to eye, they're gonna work things out, something happens, and it's like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> stop!
0: So you, yeah, um, the whole time I, I was waiting for worlds to collide. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Johnny opens up Cobra Kai. He's got one student, and that's Miguel. Uh, very quickly, go ahead. That's the kid that he protected at the yes. beginning at the of the
3: mart,
0: yeah yeah his neighbor um who asked him to train him and kind of sparked that that idea as well uh johnny quickly falls behind on bills not that he isn't already well, that baloney so, is, that baloney is not gonna pay for itself yeah i think
2: gotta start cutting it up into pizza slices <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah he starts off with that one he gets falls behind on uh on bills and He's about to almost about to shut it down and then you know uh Miguel starts uh doing some advertising for him, yeah, and that advertising comes in the way of
0: taking on what like those those four guys that jumped him three or four guys that jumped him yeah
1: um, in, and, in the
0: cafeteria in front of the whole school and in front of the whole internet yep it goes viral. of course everybody's got a phone it goes viral um man the fight scenes in this were great, yeah they were. In my opinion, they were a total throwback. They t- you don't see that too much anymore. It's kind of, you know, you see the, the grand scale, you know, the Avengers battles, you know, versus the aliens,
2: things blowing up. But you have this, you know, these practical fight scenes. And the camera stayed still enough for you to see what exactly. was going on. To see the yeah. the actual stunt work versus swinging here, swinging there.
3: The shaky you know. handy cam. Yeah. Right? Like you're in the fight. I don't want to be in the fight. I want to see the fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to see the giant robot fight the giant monster um in the daytime in the desert from a pulled back shot. Mm-hmm. Not in the middle of the ocean in a storm at night. Exactly. Um, so, you know, the video goes viral. And what do you know? Everybody's standing in front of Cobra Kai the next day. And by everybody, I mean – you know, everyone that was in the cafeteria, that high school, probably some people watching at home on the internet mm-hmm. and they're all watching the fight on their video, expecting
2: Johnny Lawrence to teach him the same thing. Yeah, and so all, right when you think, and they're all the nerds and losers. All the nerds the yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is, that was a very cool twist. That was the bigger twist than like people saying like, Oh, it makes Johnny the good guy. It doesn't. The fact that it's you know, Johnny, who was the cool kid now having to train the people that he was most likely bullying, Back when he was in high school. And he's still bullying. He still he continues to bully, but it's it's building them up in a way. And it's I thought that was the cool mm-hmm. the that was the part that was like, wow, this is kind of neat.
0: Yeah, I I guess so. Um it kind of took Miguel to say, hey, what are you doing? You're you know, Johnny comes on and he's he's identifying people by their um by the things that make them different. Yeah, by their flaws. And I don't think he's Doing that 100% out of, I'm going to tear you down and build you up because part of that 16 year old bully is still there. Oh yeah.
3: He's definitely doing it to be a jerk.
0: Yeah. Like he, he walks by the kid wearing what he, he's wearing like a pie shirt and he goes, Hey, cool shirt. And he goes, Oh yeah. Thanks. You like it? And he goes, No, it sucks. And I don't think that's 100% out of, you know, I want these kids to succeed and do well very much at the beginning. It's just, I want their money.
3: He spends the whole the whole first lesson calling that one kid "lip," lip, yeah,
2: yeah the kid that had surgery for a cleft lip
3: or cleft palate, mm-hmm. yeah. And and so Johnny is just this terrible jerk, and you realize that he really hasn't. That for for me the big oh no Johnny come on the big the big no Johnny moment was when he opened up the Cobra Kai dojo and he started teaching Miguel the lessons of Cobra Kai. It was like. There is no mercy. We do not train to be merciful here. I'm like, no, stop. You hated that. That was bad. Your sensei was terrible. Don't do the same thing. But, you know, it's like the the, the abused kid. You know, they're, a lot of them grow up and are abusers.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And they actually hint at that, too, to try to soften Johnny, I think. They, they hint at, uh, at Johnny's past. Yeah, they, they show a lot of... And I thought they worked those in really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They show... You know, the
0: scene where, you know, Kreese, um is is kind of manhandling Johnny and and you feel that kind of, you know, you feel bad for him mm-hmm. um, because he was, you know, in that position when he was younger. But he's still just kind of, you know, following in the, the same path until, you know, Miguel takes him aside and says, hey, man, these are my friends. You can't talk to people like that. And then we have like a,
2: you know, a cleaning montage from Johnny, which is great. The uh yeah, I think the the montages is, is kind of where we should probably start talking about nostalgia, because there's quite a few mo- things that do harken back to Karate Kid, uh, very specifically Johnny's kid training with Daniel Larusso by cleaning up a bunch of cars and windows and mm-hmm. stuff at at the dealership. And no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the way they worked in the wax on,
0: wax yeah, off uh-huh. is just so and the tongue in cheek and corny.
3: The line that really got me though was when he started when he started pissing and moaning about having to do all the chores. You said you're gonna teach me karate. All I'm doing is these, is your stupid chores. Blah 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 blah. And he walks off, and Daniel kind of looks over his shoulder, and he's like, "I love this part."
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> he and then and then, and then the next scene you see is them in the dojo and the kid's eyes are, like, really wide as he's doing, show me wax on, wax off. And he throws the punches and then he does the combination and the kid's like, oh, my gosh, I know this. You were teaching me karate.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that uh, kind of like the little broom move where he, like, did the, the spin around with the broom. Um, yeah, I thought that was, you know, that part of the nostalgia. There was, there was uh, quite a few things, even just the stuff they were doing, like, you know, the skate sequences, which you wrote about little things like that. Um, even seeing the, the black headband and the black geese versus the white geese,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which karate pajamas, <laughs> the karate pajamas, um, even just seeing that kind of stuff really like brought out like, Oh yeah. Okay. This feel this feels right. You know, it wasn't, it was more than just the music, I mean, you know, as Yeah. You know, rat, poison, guns and roses, that kind of stuff, or more than, mm-hmm. than mentions of like Iron Eagle or the fact that he is, that he is in fact stuck in the 80s. Johnny is in fact stuck in the 80s. But, oh, incredibly so. It's, it's like he
0: was in a time capsule at yeah. times. One of, the, one of my favorite lines is, um, when Miguel, you know, comes to and he's like, Hey, I made this website. It's a great recruiting pool and everything. And Johnny <laughs> goes up to somebody and he's like, Hey, check out this rad website. It's WWW period cobra. Kai. And it's just like, man, let go. Mm-hmm. You're like 50 something now. Yeah.
3: When and I, I gotta I gotta admit, one of the things that really made me laugh was the, the first the first training session with um with uh, Diaz. <laughs> and he takes out his inhaler and he sucks on the inhaler and he grabs it from it and he goes, What is this? Uh-oh. And he's like, It's from my asthma. And he takes the inhaler and he smashes it against the wall. He goes asthma's weakness. We do not allow weakness in this dojo. From now on, you'll you'll leave your asthma and your peanut allergies and all that other made up bullshit at the door. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> that
2: was it. Was like no, oh no. And
0: he's like, "Those, those no, are actual no, no, no. Metal,
3: medical conditions, Sensei." <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I was trying to find. I was trying to find that audio clip for this episode. It's not easily. To, it's not easy to find. So, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, that made me laugh too. I was
0: like, nice. It, it's it. I I don't know, man. When he said check out this rad website, I lost it. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: You know, there's there's some very quotable Johnny Lawrence moments in Kicks there. Get <laughs> Kicks get chicks. Kicks get chicks. Let's see. So the the towel of Johnny Lawrence. Um, <laughs> women have hollow bones, uh, so they're not allowed in Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, ba- babes love it when you treat them like crap.
2: So that's very early eighties, late seventies.
0: Yeah, and those aren't those aren't just in the first couple of episodes. It goes on throughout the whole
3: mm-hmm. time.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm not
3: going to lie, that was how I felt for a long time.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, but you were on the you were on the other side of it though.
3: Right, right, right. I, I was. Yeah,
2: you weren't. You weren't about to start treating people like crap. That's the that's the point. Right, 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 right,
1: right he yeah. was
2: and he was also waking up drunk on his uh, empty apartment floor drinking warm beer so yeah um, um good go ahead i was going to say i was i was heading towards the um the inevitable training of uh his kid and the tournaments so i might jump ahead of you were you going to say something pre-tournament
3: um i was uh... I mean, it kind of involves the tournament and you kind of see it, you kind of see it happening as, as the show progresses. But one of the things that I think was interesting was that how they, how they addressed the fact that you, you take these, these beaten down and, and abused nerds or, or whatever, if you will, and you give them a little bit of power and a little bit of knowledge, or, you know, you give them a little Mm -hmm. bit and suddenly they become bullies. And I was like, yeah, Hawk turned into a raging dick. I mean, yeah, he was, he was, he was awful. I mean, he, he literally went from the meek kid who was getting beat up to the guy in the original karate kid that was going, yeah, put him in a body bag. Ah." Put him
0: in a body bag.
3: Yeah. That kid. Yeah, I mean, he literally turned into that that guy. That's
2: kind of one of my, my theories about like nerds getting power where, have no research about this, but in my mind, I call it like the the IT guy syndrome where like if you ever ask an IT guy for help or someone that knows computers, like that's when they're like, oh, God, I don't believe you don't know this kind of thing. And that's like the mm-hmm. one time that you see like a nerd get like power over you. Now don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I do like my AT guys at work. Don't <laughs> fry my computer. Uh, Jeremy, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> but like you know, being into comic movies and stuff like that, there are quite a few people I'll see online ranting and raving about stuff or using whatever social internet power they have to bully the hell out of people when they were very clearly the ones that were picked on back in high school. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, you finally found your one niche where you can start picking on other people and you are taking it way further. When And whenever I've run into anyone who is in the quote unquote popular or jock crowd from high school, they've always been nothing but cool to me. Like they've always been like, Hey, you know, like we've, we've had someone from the popular crowd on our show, you know, from my, our high school, Rob, and they were beyond cool, you know? Mm-hmm. like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think people change, yeah. you know, unless your name is Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> and you're stuck in a time capsule.
0: Yeah. And, and look in the show, I mean, kids are dicks, whether they're, you know, the nerds that learn karate or not, or, or the popular kids, they're awful oh, yeah. in the show. Yeah. You know, but you know, I, I agree with, with what you said
3: i i will say that that at least from what i saw and what i thought the only kid that actually seems you know somewhat well adjusted and doesn't swing really far either way is daniel russo's daughter
2: yeah i was gonna say that yeah. i mean possibly she's- his son because his son is about as accurate as any other kid at that age just playing video games all the time
3: yeah but no his his son has that other stuff like uh, yelling for the drink where's my drink dad hurry up God, you know, uh, his his son is really, really spoiled. Um, uh, but his daughter seems really well adjusted and really down to earth. That, yeah. Uh,
0: she does. She kind of wavers a little bit, but doesn't go to the extreme, like you said. Um, I've got to say uh, another thing real quick before we go on concerning LaRusso's son. There's a, a part where they go out to dinner and LaRusso is talking to someone and he just looks over at his kid. His name's Alex, and he says, Alex, stop drinking the butter. And he's just drinking this dish of butter. <laughs> and he puts it in, and he's like, oh, man. You know, <laughs> just like that, that would be me <laughs> drinking a cup of butter.
3: Oh, that cracked
2: yep, me up. Yeah. I heard that part, and I was like, what the? I had to rewind it. Oh, have you, did you guys rewind it at all on YouTube, Red?
3: Once um, or twice, yeah. I don't remember what parts I did, but
2: No, did you see what it does on the little playhead? If you no, no. If the top of the playhead on my computer would do a little uh, crane kick, like a little silhouette of Danny Larusso crane kicking, and then Uh-oh. when you and then when you released it, Mr. Miyagi would pop his head in from the side and say "Wax on." Ah, that's funny. Yeah, like a little like image of him would pop in. I was like, which of course, which made me miss uh, Mr. Miyagi or Pat Morita.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was interesting that on the tombstone they actually used uh, Pat Morita's first name. Yep. For yep. Miyagi. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and I didn't, I wasn't quite sure why they didn't use his actual date of birth and date of death. The only thing I could yeah. figure was that it wouldn't, it may not have made him old enough to participate in the war that he was supposed to have participated in.
2: Yeah, I kind of wanted to like almost talk about that. I know it's getting a little off, off track, but that, seeing that movie, seeing Karate Kid, um, or, I mean, we could stop that me talking about this right now we can just cover karate kid at some point in the near future but um it was really the first time i you know i don't know if you guys want to do that but i think a retrospective would be kind of cool okay well then i'll shut up about that i won't talk about all the cool karate stuff i was going to and we can we can move on to the the tournament since we teased it a couple times do um the yeah, so karate tournaments of cream still picking big, yeah <laughs> still, still a big thing apparently I've, I've well bigger than ever now i'm sure yeah right um, you know, and uh, I think really the only thing that any of us has ever done that's remotely close to that type of tournament is, is, uh, some of your old guard things, were up, you know, and people like from the outside looking in have no idea how big those things are. And then you, one of them comes to town, and it's like, holy crap. <laughs> like, yeah. every, every hotel room in the, in Orlando is booked for some tournament that I had no idea existed. Um, but apparently out there, as they said in the show, you know, there was a, there was a time when karate was the biggest thing in the valley. Like and, football in Texas, yeah, which I thought was funny and totally like a wink at how like self serious the first Karate Kid movie was. But um, you know the the tournament happens, and you know you get the same feel. I thought as you did for the uh, the original, you know the original uh, first Karate Kid movie tournament.
3: Did, did you get that same kind of feel? Um, maybe not quite as much because at at the time you you didn't even know that. um Johnny's Kid was gonna compete. So at the time that they're setting up for the tournament, you didn't even know that Johnny's Kid was gonna compete. And Kyler certainly wasn't entering the tournament, so it was like, eh.
2: Yeah, you kinda of, you there there was a little bit of that. Like you didn't really know who to cheer for at the time before right. Johnny's Kid came in and there was it's almost like it could use one more episode of build up. Yes, the tournament begins and uh you know, Johnny's kid enters as a a unsponsored you know, competitor, I forget the exact term they use, but he's not associated with any sort of dojo. And of course, they have the dojos from like Granada Hills and Reseda and all these other places, uh, you know, around the valley or near Los Angeles. And it was just, a, you know, I've got that same feeling for the most part that the, uh, in the original Karate Kid movie, uh, slightly, slightly nulled because there wasn't a, a true villain at the time. Right. And they really only start pouring on the, uh, you know, the, fact that miguel has kind of turned a little evil around that time because like there is a slight incident where he accidentally hits daniel la daughter mm-hmm. but it's purely an accident and then there's an argument with it about it like right before the tournament begins and that's when you see like miguel kind of get angry eyes you're like oh okay so he's he's the bad guy with yeah. hawk of course cheering him on so it's almost like uh those guys were starting were, were uh, breaking bad so to speak Slowly becoming evil throughout time. You, you are cheering for him up until you're not. So. Yeah.
3: I had, I had a hard time cheering for Miguel in the tournament also. Um, yeah, I wasn't. I, you know, because yeah, you weird. keep, you keep hoping that he's going to come to his senses and that he's not going to be a complete douche and he just doesn't. And he's a douche. Yeah. And
2: Johnny's not helping him, his own case there either. Cause you figured he would have some sort of turnaround before then, especially seeing his son across the way, but
1: mm-hmm. this guy that gives a
2: nice speech about you know, peace and acceptance. And... <laughs>
3: oh, I, wa- I wanted to punch that guy myself. I was like, oh my God, somebody shut him up.
2: <laughs> and he's like, kick him in the head or whatever.
3: Yeah, the previous year's champion, I, I laughed at that because I-, I wanted somebody to do that as well. Ah. He's like, I'd like to have a moment of silence for all the dolphins. What? <laughs> shut up. Are you serious?
2: <laughs> I want to know, I want to know the leanings of the people that wrote this because like, there's stuff like that. There's also like, The rival uh, car dealership who offers a free cup of boba and he's like a complete douche. He's like, Oh, would you like a boba?
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's the first time we see LaRusso use
2: his rusty karate skills.
3: Oh, he looks so terrible. I love that that part.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So terrible.
3: But yeah.
2: Like mid to late 50s. So I'm, I'm giving him.
0: When, um, when the, you know, champion from the previous year started talking and, and Greg, you, said you wondered you know what their leanings were he starts talking and i go oh god oh no 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 no!" because i didn't want him to say anything that would be insensitive or looked at as a moment in the show where they were like oh well they you know this is a sensitive time and you should have said that
2: but they cut away to a you know, conversation in the hallway um yeah rough macho is 56 I was like oh, wow wow None of us would be able to lift our leg up like that at fifty six, or will be. I can We can't even do it now. So, dude looks young. Yeah,
0: he does. Yeah. So does Johnny. I mean, Johnny was is what is he older than Ralph Macchio? Because he looked it in Karate Kid. Uh, I think that,
3: some of that was makeup, but he might be just as old. Uh,
2: let's
3: see. I I will say though he's fifty two. Okay. Ooh. In in Johnny's defense. I think by the end of the tournament, um, he had a little bit of a personal realization. Um, yes. yeah. because I think by the end of the tournament, he felt like the trophy wasn't worth it.
0: Yeah. He went when Cobra Kai, when they're all hooting and hollering and, and screaming and Mc, Miguel's giving his thing. We'll just say, you see Johnny kind of, he's like, Oh shit.
2: And it's all also cause the, the win came at the expense of his son getting hurt and, Mm -hmm. going for the weak spot and, you you know, making his son, you know, be number two.
3: Right. Well, but, but that, and, and it may have just been the whole fatherly thing, but it, it, I, I got more of a, just a disgust with the, with the idea of the exploitation of the injury. He, 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 I honestly believe that Johnny wants his students to win or wanted to win on their own strength, not because yeah. their opponent was weakened and they exploited it. You know what I mean?
0: I agree with that because there is a scene where Miguel yoinks on the arm. Right. And that's where I think for me, that was the ultimate point where I was like, no, this dude's a bully. He, he's, he's got a little of the evil in him. Mm-hmm. When he he knew it was his kid, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. But he still, you know, cranks on his arm and uses those those dirty tactics to to gain an advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm. I mean,
3: I, I I think that Johnny had a little bit of a turnaround come the end of the season. So maybe we'll see if that continues into into next season or if that because I, honestly, I really want to like Johnny. I really want to like Johnny. Into um, his coming,
2: so we're we're good there.
3: They made me like Daniel all over again, because I I do like Daniel, and I think Daniel was actually, as the season went on, he became really genuine and really honest and open. And there were a couple of scenes where you thought they were going to end up meeting eye to eye, like the scene in the bar where they have their conversation. and When they walk around the apartment complex. Right, and and it's like, you know, these guys could be friends. I really think these guys could be friends. And then... And then that's when Johnny finds out that Daniel's been training his kid, but Daniel doesn't know that it's his kid. So yeah. and and then everything just kinda of falls apart. And it's like When um, that
0: happened.
2: Yeah, when that happened, I was just like, damn it. Yeah, the uh um that that apartment complex I mentioned, it's apparently still looks exactly like that. Like it wasn't made up as a set to look like it was in nineteen eighty three, and it wasn't changed at all now. Wow. So you, it, like that's just what it looks like. And it's that's another main thing I remember. And that's one of the, that's just one of those things I go back to in like, when you look at the, the old karate kid movie, they didn't know it was going to be a big hit. And it's just, you know, the, the sets were what they were. And I thought it just, I don't know. It's so cool. Um, We had to, uh, you know, uh, they're not really after credit scenes, but they might as well be after credit scenes that brought back some old senseis one way or the other. And we one of which was of course the uh, Daniel LaRusso opening up his new training center, which was the, uh, with the Miyagi something?
3: Miyagi-do.
2: Miyagi-do. And it looked very much like some of the stuff from Karate Kid 2, some of the, the uh, Okinawa stuff.
3: It, it it, actually, I think, was Mr. Miyagi's house. Was it? Yeah. It's, um, it's, the, it's the backyard to Mr. Miyagi's house because I think that was the deck that he sanded and built and all of that stuff.
2: Okay. <laughs> and they had the posts. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And then, of course, Crease uh, comes back. Mm-hmm. And Kreese is, of course, the original founder of Cobra Kai, and he meets up with Johnny in a darkened dojo late at night, saying, "You finally got that victory, and this is only the beginning." Yeah, that's total Foot Clan moment, too. Yeah, it was
0: it's like, "Oh crap, he's got some bad intentions." Here's Shredder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out to
2: break every kid in you know the valley's kneecaps. Hey, look! If they decide to go completely crazy on like season three and bring the ninja trolls into the mix, all the better. Like, I'm ready.
0: the uh, The name of the apartment
2: complex is South Seas. Yeah, I had to look that up. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go there next time I'm in California. I'm gonna track it down and get a picture there. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. I think. But uh, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, Crees shows shows up, and all you know what? Seventy plus years of him, he doesn't look that much different.
2: Uh, no, he has some used makeup, it at all. yeah. But <laughs> he's been in be a ton of movies, too. If you look up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a ton. Like, scrolling through his IMDb, movies. it's like you're scrolling through, and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> I was scrolling through on my phone, my fingers got tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm pretty sure every straight to DVD movie, straight to video movie that's been released since 1983, he's been in. Yeah, I think you're right. And one episode of the Goldbergs. Okay, well, I think uh, all of us love Cobra Kai, correct?
3: Yes, all of us are one hundred percent. All of us
2: are ready for season two.
0: I can't wait to um, create another email address so I can have another trial for thirty days. Um, and, and because see, that's,
3: that's what I'm talking about. I don't think that it's going to. Uh, that's why I was surprised it got renewed for another season because I don't. I don't see people paying for a full month's membership just to get access to that one show.
0: Yeah, YouTube Red's going to have to bring in some, you know, more heavy hitters. They're going to have to do a Save by the Bell reboot or like a Goonies, you know, 30 years later show.
2: Well, the, the big thing with YouTube Red is they they're like, "Well, you know, it allows you to watch YouTube videos while you're looking at other other things on your phone. It allows you to do a bunch of stuff like that." And I've been so used to that not happening. They're like, I'm watching, a, I'll be watching a YouTube video now because I have YouTube Red and I shut down my phone and it's still playing. And I'm like, Ugh. and I have to like open up my phone and turn it off, which I know it's yeah. a setting in YouTube Red, but I'm like, I'm so used to it the other way where it yeah. would just, you know, that's how I stop a video. Uh, like it, that's like the main selling point, And I'm like, eh. I mean, there's and no ads, but you know, whatever, it's an ad. And usually it's so centered on something that I like that it's probably, it might be something I'm interested in anyway. Yeah,
0: that happened to me today. I somehow found myself self listening to the Ballad of Jane by L.A. Guns, mm. and I couldn't get it to shut off because it was playing
2: in the background on my phone. And then I'm
3: you're like, like, "How do I get to the app where it's running? Stop!"
2: It's entirely possible that you are the only person that was listening to the Ballad of Jane today. And tomorrow, I will be listening to the Ballad of Jane because good. of you. I like that song. It's a good. You're song. Welcome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's, uh. I wasn't mad. So let's move on.
3: So Jimmy, you want to give us a rundown of, uh, Overboard? I'm curious what you thought.
0: Only if you give us a rundown of Life of the Party afterwards.
3: I, I think I can manage that.
0: All right. So Overboard is a movie. It's a comedy, a romantic comedy because I refuse to use the word for what people call those. Uh, it's a remake of the 1987 film starring real life lovebirds, Goldie what? Hawn. What
3: were and- are you talking about?
0: I'm not saying it. <laughs> uh, starring Goldie Hawn and Snake Plissken himself, Kurt Russell. Um, this movie stars Eugenio Derbez <laughs> and Anna Ferris. It's a, a pretty unlikely couple. Um, Eugenio Derbez has a huge uh, – he's a Latin superstar um, who I don't think we've seen very much of. But he was in How to Be a Latin Lover. He's a really, really funny dude, really funny with the slapstick and his delivery um so i I can't Anna ferris there's just not a lot going on there. I think in the acting department, maybe it's just not her role, but it's a very uninspiring performance. I'm sorry, Anna Ferris, if you're listening. A but, poor
3: substitute for Goldie Hawn, is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah, I think so. She's a scorned pizza delivery woman um, who was cleaning uh Leonardo Montenegro's carpets on his yacht, and he was just being a, a real jerk to her. And He ends up falling off the boat, waking up with amnesia on a beach. So she decides that she's going to get revenge on him by <laughs> tricking him into thinking that he is the father of her three children. And her husband to get his money. So um, it's pretty awful. Um, you just watch it going, man, these people are evil. Um, but it, it definitely had its, it's really funny moments. Um, like I said, a lot of slapstick stuff going on, you know, a whole play on the, on the telenovela thing. Um, but uh, not worth the full price of admission. I'd have to say. So if you're in Orlando, go see it on a Tuesday. Yeah. Wait for it to come out on on red box make a date night of it, make some
3: popcorn. Um, it, yeah. And it, it's, like a, it sounds like it's, it's similar to the original, just the roles were reversed in the original. Goldie Hawn was the rich, was the rich one. And Kurt Russell was the one who took advantage of her when she had the amnesia. Um, yeah. but there, there, I, I will admit there is something slightly satisfying about watching somebody who's just a truly terrible person get their just desserts.
0: He was pretty awful, but by the, you know, w- when you get, deeper into the lie. It's just like, oh man, just please stop. You're please, like, there's stop. a point
3: where it's too much. That's
0: enough. Uh, there's some funny lines in there. Uh If you've seen it, uh woman doesn't know how to say shark exactly. She's just murdered by a shark, uh killed by a shark fish. And there's a, I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but the person that they call and ask about a shark attack off the Oregon coast His badge says Brody on it. Nice.
3: That's that's not a coincidence.
2: And he goes, did you look it up? No, no, no. There's no way. You can't have a shark in the word Brody in the same thing without.
3: Especially have the guy be a police officer and his name tag say Brody.
2: (laughs) Yeah, true. But he's
0: on the phone. He's kind of, the camera's looking at him. He's angled sideways. And he goes, well, if there's anybody to talk to about a shark attack, it's me. And he turns and you see his badge. And then you see he's missing an arm. Yeah, that's
3: Yeah. That's, <laughs> and,
0: yeah okay. and I I think the only uh kind of throwback to the original, they say he says, Oh, last time somebody woke up on a beach with amnesia was some lady back in the eighties. Hmm. So you know, it's funny, but it's a it's a wait for home release kind of deal.
3: Hmm. Fair enough. Which, I I think you any, anything like
0: they
2: drop I think anything they drop after uh Avengers Infinity War within like three, four weeks is gonna be not great, which of course leads me to a uh, life of the pretty girl or whatever the movie's called <laughs> life of the pretty girl. Yes. Rob, tell us about your well, life as a pretty girl.
3: I, I I went and saw life of the party with Melissa McCarthy. Um, and I will admit, I absolutely love Melissa McCarthy. I think she's fantastic. Um, the, the movie itself is, eh, um, there's, there's a couple of really great scenes. Maya Rudolph is fantastic in the movie. She has some great lines. Um, she's, she steals a couple of scenes. Um, but Melissa McCarthy is just genuinely really funny. She's got a really good energy about her. The, the plot is feasible in that basically the idea is that they're dropping their daughter off for her senior year at college. The husband wants a divorce. He's moved on. He's having an affair with another lady and she's a, you know, 50 something housewife who never got her degree. She dropped out of college to have her daughter. Um, her husband pushed her to drop out of college to take care of the kid. He has everything. She has nothing. He wants a divorce. She's got nothing. She's got nowhere to go. So she, she goes to her dad and they determined that for her to, for her to move on with her life, she's got to finish her degree. Now, granted, I don't think that any of her credits would still be good, but she goes back to school to try and get her degree in archeology. span Um, and her archeology span professor ends up being one of the students that she was in school with when she dropped out. So he knew her. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's just this whole comedy. She, she ends up hooking up with a, with a student who's her daughter's age and he like falls head over heels for her. And he's kind of like the stalker guy and, you know, and she keeps going back to that situation. And, and, um, it's, it's just all about, her being in college with her daughter and, you know, the kind of, the kind of awkward interaction that can happen in that situation. The, like I said, the movie was funny. It was entertaining, but it's definitely a wait for video. I mean, you don't, you don't need to pay full price to go see it. Or or if you've got the movie pass, what the heck? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, that's how I feel about overboard. Really funny had its moments, but you don't need to pay $15 to go see it. Um, so in life of the party, is there the, um, is there the moment where the daughter walks in and the mom's you know doing the beer bong kind of deal? Because it sounds like it has to be in there.
3: Um, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't think there was one of those moments. There, there were a it couple. It just feels
0: like there should be.
3: There, there was a moment where she. It, it wasn't a beer bong, but she walked in on her mother sit having a sit down conversation with her sorority sisters in their sorority house, and then and her sorority sisters like loved her mom. And they were, they were like, Oh, let's have a movie night. And she's like, Oh, I don't think my mom wants to, you know, hang out with us and have a movie night. And she's kind of like shoving her out the door and her mom and Melissa McCarthy gets the idea. She's like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. I, I have to go. I have to go. You know, I've, I've got a lot of stuff to do, you know? And so there was, there was that kind of moment, but I don't, Mm -hmm. there was, there was another moment where they actually went to a party together and And she wanted to basically give her mom a quick makeup in the bath, a quick makeover in the bathroom. And that was, that was actually a fairly funny and touching scene. You know, she's trying to help her out. She's like, Oh, you know, we need to, we need to do this. We need to change your hair. We need to brush it out. And, you know, she grabs this brush in the bathroom. And I think this part is in the, um, in the trailer, but she grabs the brush in the bathroom and she's like, No, don't just pick up that brush. You can't, Oh my God, there's hair in it. And you know, like the fake vomit, you know, she's like, Oh, Oh my God. There's there's air in it. No, don't touch me with that, you know? So it was it like I said, it was it was cute, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't pay full price to go see it.
2: Again. Gotcha.
3: Yeah.
2: Cool. Okay. Well that uh that's uh the two comedies that are out right now and the ones that are as I said before, you know, like following up on Avengers, the as the other movie and then, you know, getting ready to get knocked out of the theater by, by Solo. Or Deadpool. And, and Deadpool, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. of course, I believe that leads us to the Give Me Five question.
3: Let's do it. Cool. Sure. So, Why don't you
2: ask us that question, Greg? I can do that. So when I was watching Karate Kid, it did take me back as – or, sorry, not, not Karate Kid. When I was watching Cobra Kai, it did take me back to Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about all the stuff when I was a kid that I was, like, kind of scared about. <laughs> like, for for example – roving bands of karate gangs that were going to beat my ass. Yeah. You saw it in the movie, and then you were like, whoa, whoa. So I was thinking about, you know, just, you know, what were things that when you were a kid that seemed like a bigger deal um, than they actually ended up turning out to be, so. Okay, so
0: I'll go ahead and go first. And I'm going to put um, roving karate gangs as my number five. i uh, am yeah. um, I'm, I'm also, in that, I'm going to put... I'm going to add uh, roving karate gangs with guys with chains. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. wearing them. Yep. But games like Double Dragon, I mean, movies, guys, somebody always had a chain.
2: Mm-hmm. And that was just
0: so intimidating.
2: That's uh, we always had a vest with no
0: shirt under it. I saw somebody at school today like that. And I was like, where am I? Um, number four. <laughs> I bet his name was Kyler. <laughs> <laughs> probably my uh my number four is my inability to break dance. um I thought that I was gonna have to someday break dance, battle someone. Um, I never could uh fortunately, I haven't had to do so so far. Number three was the satanic panic for many years after hearing of these things and seeing these news reports and everything and not understanding them as a kid. I always feared that I would stumble across a cult in the woods performing performing some kind of ritual that for some reason they needed me to fulfill. (laughs) Uh, Number two, which is still a very real possibility. gets more real every day, but out of control robots. Um, (laughs) And you misspelled
3: it on the sheet. You probably did it intentionally.
0: I I did because I think it's really cute when people say robot,
2: Uh, but yeah, out of control robots. I'm not uh, too far away from getting one of those uh, robotic vacuum cleaners, the Roomba things, and I'm pretty sure that's where it's going to begin. Yep. It's going to
0: eat you when you sleep. Number one was the U.S. either being invaded by China or the Russians. Or aliens. Thank you, Red Dawn.
2: Yeah, it's it's all Red Dawn, and it, it happening while sitting in class in high school. And yeah. look out the window and be like, oh, sh- oh crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Half the no, class be annihilated. Legs. Yeah, exactly. So who wants to go next? I can if you want.
3: Do it. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with one I think that we're actually still kind of debating about, and that's um, global warming. <laughs> the first documentary for that came out in 1981.
0: So <laughs> and- I'm sure you're ref- referring to um, just the sun just exploding one day.
3: No, no, actual global warming. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that actually um, is real. It, well, you know, it, it was kind of a ton, tongue in cheek answer um, because they were talking about it all the way back in the eighties, and people didn't believe it.
2: Yeah, when I, I mean, well, go ahead. What yeah. the weird thing is is they were talking about global cooling, like late seventies, late eighties, or late seventies, early eighties, and then they were talking about us running out of space because of trash. But it it's just a cons- it's, it's a balance thing. No, it's a conspiracy to get you to
0: buy more Coca Cola. What else you got, Rob? Exactly.
3: Um, I'm going to go with uh, fighting, you know, having a direct conflict with either the principal or, you know, the man or whatever. Um, that That's not really a thing. That's really kind of more of a... So like That's, your,
2: your Ferris Bueller, your, right. uh, we're not going to take it or your quiet riot video.
3: Yeah. The Goonies where they're, you know, they're, they're face to face with the guy who's trying to buy their houses and, uh, ET where the government comes and tries to take ET, you know, it's just, just, j- just this, this face to face fight with, um, that, that doesn't really happen with like people in power. Um, yeah, they just fire you. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, a
2: letter you get on Friday and that's it.
3: Um, I, for my number three, I'm probably going to say satanic cults. You know, that was, that was all over the place in the eighties. That was a big thing. Um, I remember walking around and seeing like, uh, pentagrams carved into, uh, you know, walls or posts or, or, um, upside down crosses carved in stuff and friends I was with freaking out going, Oh, we have to get out of here. This is a satanic area. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I remember at my
2: private middle school, there was uh, someone wrote Slayer on one of the payphones. Payphone. Mm-hmm. There you go. And like took the letters and like wrote down to you know like the what each word was, and it was Satan laughs as you eternally rot. Nice. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's that's Satan's
3: payphone. We can't use that one. <laughs> wow. Um. And my my number two and number one. Are probably going to be um, very similar, uh, very related, but um, the number two is going to be uh, nuclear war, and number one will be U.S. invasion, just like uh, just like Jimmy had. But I, I know they're probably related, but I separated them out because they were two, you know, kind really? of different. Someone
2: you tend to not mm-hmm. drop a nuke on someone you're going to invade. Yeah. <laughs> so so of course my my I'll go here. My uh, my number five was the uh, good old roving karate gangs. <laughs> uh with or without chains i just picture those hunched over bad guys from double dragon mm-hmm. and then uh number uh four was uh falling finding a uh, fallen electrical wire and getting killed because you decided to do a sweet wheelie over it <laughs> um and i think you could probably br- blame the uh, gi joe episode on that and although admittedly with all the hurricanes coming up global warming hint hint um there, It is way more possible to to run into some fallen electric wires, but still. I thought they were going to be all over the place.
0: Hurricane season starts on June 2nd.
2: Great. Yay. Uh, again, a little bit of current events here, but volcanoes. Um, I was convinced at least once in my life I was going to have to deal with a volcano. And, yes, there's one going off right now, but, um, you know, it's not nearly as prevalent as in all the TV shows and stuff like that. Although I did kind of live through um, Mount St. Helens, so that might be the reason why. Mm. Um Oh, look, Satanic Cults has arrived yet again. And um, <laughs> the part of Satanic Cults also, the um, backwards messages, the backwards uh, satanic messages in albums telling you to do terrible things. So that's kind of part of that. Oh, yeah.
1: Um,
2: and the other big one that my number one was the one that, you know, they just talked about so much in middle school and, you know, elementary school, and they made you watch the videos and all that stuff. And that was friends peer pressuring you to do drugs. Um I had people ask me if I want to do drugs and, and do a bazillion concerts. And usually it goes like, yo dude, you want some? No, I'm good. Okay. More for me. And that's pretty much the end of it. I've never had anyone peer, peer pressure me to do drugs, alcohol, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, 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 it's like drugs are expensive. I'm not, if the person doesn't want it, I'm
3: moving on. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, not, the, I'm not forcing you to take my drugs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, in in alley.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, yeah, it's not gonna
3: be some rally where you get,
0: cornered by some dude with a bag of salt and a, his friend behind
2: him with a chain <laughs> and a karate gi. Yeah. With the, with the guy with the, uh, the trench coat in the alleyway opening it up and it'd just be like drug bags hanging off of the inside of the, the trench coat. Do you want some? No, I'm good. Okay. So that, that was mine. Uh, it never dealt with the peer pressure. Uh, could have be, could be where I grew up, but who knows? So that, that was my number one. Nice. And that takes us, I believe, to the end. I believe you're right. So, uh, Rob, since I made you tease a movie that we're not covering this week, um, why don't you do it for real?
3: For real? Next week, we're going to do Deadpool 2. Uh,
2: I don't think I'm going to see it.
3: Oh Jimmy sucks.
2: So, Jimmy, you'll have to understand the spoiler warning is for you next week. Just kidding. And, of course, I believe the week after that, we'll do, uh, we'll do
3: Solo. Sure. Uh, you guys can
2: do that uh, one solo. See.
3: I I won't be doing that one.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I'll busy. be
3: I'll be at MegaCon all weekend.
0: I'll be protesting,
2: so- protesting Rob at MegaCon.
3: That's right. No, I'll go It's
2: gonna be <laughs> following you around MegaCon with a sign, with an arrow says, you know, just say no to this guy." I'm not super excited about it, so we'll see. What solo or MegaCon? Solo. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, for the Give Me Five podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Rob. There you go. I'm Rob. No, I'm Rob. <gasps> oh. Jimmy sucks. I'm Jimmy. <laughs> Damn it.
0: You don't pick on me. Pick on him. <laughs> Hi
2: Ethan.
1: Who are you? I'm Jimmy. Hi Jimmy. Hi Ethan. What do you like?
2: I like lots of things. Say, what are what are your five favorite movies?
1: What are your five favorite movies?
2: Oh, there's a lot. What? Um, I like Aliens.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> Great. One. That's one. <laughs> um, I like Event Horizon.
1: That too.
0: Okay. I like an American
2: Werewolf in London. Three. Jeez, I'm on the spot. Four. That's not going to be That's He was saying that he's on the spot. I Meaning you put the pressure on him.
1: Office yeah, Space.
2: That's four. four. That's four. four. And SLC Punk.
1: That's SLC. five.
2: That's five. What are your five favorite TV shows, Ethan?
1: Uh, what are your five favorite TV No, No,
2: what are, no. What are your five favorite TV shows, Goober?
1: Uh, Mickey Mouse.
2: Mickey Mouse,
1: a uh, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, uh, making the road to Raiders.
2: Mickey making the road to Racers.
1: and and That's Ninjago, all
2: Ninjago. What about PJ Masks?
1: Yeah, and PJ Masks.
2: And okay. five. Good job. Good work, buddy. Okay.
1: Now I can talk with Daddy.
2: Okay, thank you.
0: Night, <laughs> buddy. Good night, Ethan. Congratulations. Good
1: night too. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> mommy. Wow. (laughs) That was adorable.